This is the Nigerian Food Culture Podcast. Where we share perspectives on age-long and recent food cultures. It, it, it was an Eastern thing. By the way, it was called Agidi Jelof, not Jolof. And also not... analyze it through our own experiences and lenses. In fact, even if they put tomato in there, they won't stew by the mm-hmm, side. Mm-hmm. And that's authentic The Nigerian them. Food Culture. Let's talk the culture of food. Welcome to the Nigerian Food Culture Podcast. Oh, I'm getting the hang of how to say this. (laughs) I'm getting the hang of how to say this now. My name is Atim Uko of Afrolems. And I am Iko Uko of 1Q Food Platter. Today, hmm, we have an interesting conversation (laughs) that I feel like for years we have argued in the comfort of our home and we need to share this (laughs) argument with you guys. And I need you guys to please. I, somebody has to support me on somebody this. Somebody has to support me. <laughs> you need to pick a side. Like, and the the conversation is authenticity in food and what that means. Um, I remember when Anthony Bourdain came to Nigeria. Yes. These are arguments we've had for a long time. Of course, we brought it to the recording. It didn't make it to the final episode, but we forgot that Anthony Bourdain <laughs> was sitting at the same table, and we were just no. But but you know you know. Anthony Bourdain seemed to have been on my side. Let, well, let me say what he said. a generation thing, Sha. Yes. What he said was that, I mean, if he comes into a country, mm-hmm. as he did, you mm-hmm. know, coming to Lagos then, uh, may his soul rest in peace. Amen. Um, he said what he wants to eat is authentic Nigerian food. Meaning? Which is the way Egusi soup should be, the way um, Eddie Kaikon should be, the way Mian Taoshe should be. Says who? He says after <laughs> that, that that's for him, that's a window to the country. Yeah. And then after that, yes, surely, um, he, 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 he never said he, he was opposed to, you know, the different takes on the classics, mm-hmm. you know, because I always, you know, go back to the classics. You can have different takes, he says, but at least let him know what that original was like before you started tinkering with it. I mean, was that not what he said? Mm, I feel like this, let's not fight, Sha. Let's just (laughs) get our, you know, valid points across. So the way I think about authenticity in food is more from who started it and Mm. who's upholding it and how has it changed? And are we willing to acknowledge that is not a purist approach to authenticity? I know I'm speaking English, but... (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm I'm just waiting for you to finish. (laughs) But when I say purist approach to authenticity, um, so you've said this thing before where you say, if I put it in my mouth, I want to be able to taste that this is what it is. Mm -hmm. But to a foreigner, they don't know. Okay, look. I, like I, I said, a goosey soup. Mm-hmm. If I put a, it doesn't matter who cooked it. It doesn't matter if you started uh, with the oil and then tomato, or you started with the meat and then before you added a goosey and then went back to tomato. It doesn't matter. But the point is, when I close, when you blindfold me, and you put this food in my mouth, I should be able to say, "Hmm, that is a goosey." Mm-hmm. But. Like I said, I'm not... Egusi in the way you know it. Egusi soup in the way I know it. Mm -hmm. I am not opposed to you doing something else with Mm Egusi, but don't call it Egusi soup. 
Okay, so let me let me use Egusi back to this Egusi example where some people put tomatoes mm-hmm. like in the southwest. Yes. Southeast, there's no tomato mm-hmm. in Egusi. The southwesterners may frown at the fact that there's no tomato in the southeastern one. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make it any less authentic. So authenticity to your own understanding and your own experience. Yes, I mean, there has to be a reference point. Eh, but who... Okay, so let me now backtrack and say who developed the recipe. Because I feel like that's the only person that should be complaining <laughs> about what authentic is. No, it's um the same thing like when you go to a restaurant mm-hmm. and you eat a goosey soup. Mm-hmm. And you say, ah, this thing does not taste... So, are you saying doesn't taste nice because it wasn't cooked well or it doesn't have the elements that a goosey would normally have? Um, you know, for me, the authenticity in that situation has nothing to do with the taste, the outcome. It is more about there's nothing familiar here about a goosey. Okay. So and, and and therefore, yes, I go back to your point. There has to be a reference point mm-hmm. for me to say is authentic. Mm-hmm. Um, I have... <laughs> uh, I'm you know, ready with my boxing gloves today. <laughs> you know, I've seen... I've tried... Epan Koko. I've tried Eddie Kanikong. I've tried some Afang dishes in Lagos. And I'm saying, oh my goodness, what is this? Um, but again... For me, when I taste, I say this is not authentic. This is not a This is not a fan. No, this is not. So but I'm yes, it's okay for the people that are cooking it. But it's not. I'm raising my hand. Pick me. Okay, okay. <laughs> Let's hear you. So, authenticity in. So you you say if I put this thing in my mouth and I'm blindfolded, I should be able to know. Yes. Which means what 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 I am hearing is. The egusi must have egusi, yes. must have palm oil, mm-hmm. must have a vegetable you're familiar with, yes. must have s- s- a similar flavor that you're familiar with. Now that somebody has cooked it in a different technique, maybe less salt, more pepper, whatever, it's changed it a little bit, but it's not what you would be familiar with, right? But you still be able to taste that is egusi. So Correct. when you now say... In Lagos, they're making ekpan kuko, they're making edikangikong, they're making afang, where you say this thing is not authentic. Are you saying it's not nice tasting? Or are you <laughs> saying they have not used the same ingredients that you would normally use? I, I think it's ingredients, one, two. Um, I t- let me take edikangikong, for instance. When, when you shred the ugu leaves mm-hmm. or the kongubong as it's called in ethic it has to be finely shredded there's it's it's about taste mouth feel everything about that dish that makes it less authentic if, if i can use the word um and it's not because all the ingredients are not there but you've not cooked it the way I am familiar with. Uh-huh. I was I was going to go. <laughs> You've not cooked it in the way I am familiar with. Um, it's for the same reason if I cook or has soup. Mm-hmm. It's not indigenous to me. Mm-hmm. But I take the pains mm-hmm. to learn it mm-hmm. from an Igbo friend or Igbo uh, yeah, acquaintance or whatever. So that when I cook or her, 
and the Igbo person tastes or her, it is or her in their mouth. You know, and I'm and I'm there's nothing wrong. I mean, anybody can cook what they want to cook and eat what they want to eat. But we're also thinking about exporting, mm-hmm. you know, in quotes, our dishes. So I'm saying the authenticity has to remain. I mean, it's just for the same reason the Italian would almost bring out their boxing gloves and tell you that what you've just cooked is not pasta. Um, they have a reference point. And I'm saying we need that reference point. And I'm not saying people should not do what they want to do. But at any point in time, there should be that reference point for somebody who is trying out this dish for the first time. Um, I don't want to cook a goosey with curry and thyme and say it's a goosey soup. <laughs> so while I hear that, <laughs> please, the people that are supporting me, this is the time to shout. While I hear that, I'm also, I'm also wondering the... How do, how do I say this now? The judgment yes. of the authenticity is based off of your own personal experience. Yes. Right? So that person's mother mm-hmm. may have made... Because nobody ever handed one person the recipe and said, okay, go forth and prosper with this Egusi <laughs> recipe in this measurement. Yes. They will tell you that if you ask somebody for a recipe for Egusi, they will say, just let the ancestors guide you. But... Nobody ever handed over, like, it's not like a McDonald's where you say, oh, this is a mm-hmm. recipe. Nobody ever handed over one recipe, which means with the different ingredients that were available to different people around Nigeria, they cooked with that. Yes. Which is why I would say in the East, the tomato was not present in Egusi, for example. Yes. Not Maybe some people did with migration, but traditionally not so much. And so... It doesn't take away from that person's authentic experience to them. Yeah. Where they say, I'm used to eating a goosey without tomato. For the Yoruba person, that's not a conversation. And in fact, even if they put tomato in their goosey, they won't stew by the mm-hmm, side. Mm-hmm. And that's authentic to them. Yes. So it's authentic to your experience, which means, so in the house that I've grown up in where you are cooking, you're cooking, ex- yes, you've retained what you know to be authentic to certain dishes yes. but you've also been experimental I which know. means by the time i'm cooking mm-hmm. i'm taking the cues from what my own experience was to create what is authentic to me mm-hmm. to the next person that's not the same thing mm-hmm. right so that's with these few points of mine <laughs> <laughs> well you know for me the the whole issue of authenticity goes with culture somehow mm-hmm. um, and I still come back to the export mm-hmm. of the, the the dishes the recipes and and I'm when I say export not necessarily out of Nigeria I'm talking about I'm exporting um, afang soup to Kano mm-hmm. um, I'm importing me and Taoshe from Kano to uh, Calabar can I just tell my friend Amina this is the way to cook afang mm-hmm. and she goes she replicates it and it turns out that way. yes i guess amina would make some adjustments but if i then give amina an afang that you had afang you had some spinach in it and some other things you know maybe i added curry leaves to afang yes is your taste bud you can eat what you like to eat but is that afang soup but would and Amina's, over time, over time, what would we say Afang soup was? But would Amina's child coming to cook the same thing her mom cooked, would that experience not be authentic to her? Is what I'm saying. 
because guess, guess what I guess she so. got the recipe from you mm-hmm. you've given it to her she's added her own little twist to it maybe added a little bit of yaji something yaji dadawa in it something <laughs> and then Amina's daughter or son comes to cook and then they've made it the same way Amina was making mm. it now Amina's friends are now saying but this is not how and you're challenging something she grew up to know as authentic mm-hmm. That's where I just always okay. have an issue. Okay, so you're saying that there's nothing like authenticity I, in food. I don't think so. I don't think it's is it, from a purist point of view. I don't think so. And I, it worries me a lot when people talk about it as if this is the one way. This is how it's never going to be. <laughs> this is how we must taste. I feel like that is because your your sum of your experiences and each person experiences differently. Mm-hmm. Because I'm sure even your mom in the way she made a pan is not the way her own mom made it. Yes, right. True. So everything changes with time and environment and experience. But sometimes we. We get into this battle and war where <laughs> we're fighting don't, for don't cook your soup like that. <laughs> why? Cook, why is the vegetable to, long? Why? Why can't it be? If I want it long and I learnt it from somebody as long vegetable, why can't it be? No, I mean you. You know, there's there's always this thing about the bitter leaf. Mm. You know, nugu has to be the long dry. Some one. people don't mind shorts now. <laughs> why can't I just do shorts? <laughs> so. So for me, I've always now wondered, is authenticity about the appearance? Is it about the method? Or is it about the taste? Um, I, I, sometimes I don't even think it's about that. I think it's even more about owning. It's, it's something about, this is mine. This is my culture. Don't tamper with it. Don't touch it. Don't, you know. Yeah, but you're, you're, you're saying and, that based on what like is it when you say owning the culture is it about the way the food looks is it about the way the is prepared or is it about the taste no i i think is um owning and some pride you know is a cross between there where anytime a pan cocoa is done yes this is an epic food oh you know i'm proud to talk about it but it looks as if by the time you start to change things i don't own it anymore it looks like it looks as if something is slipping out of my fingers that's that's what i am concluding that this thing we hang on to um even i (laughs) we hang on to it is is about this is my thing I don't want you to touch it. I don't want you to tamper with it. Just so that next time I come, I still recognize this as mine. And therefore, I can tell you, yes, this is mine. Because we, beyond that, I don't know why we are boxing ourselves, you know. <laughs> and we're boxing this. ourselves for things that if we're being 100% honest to, are not even our own. So let's take the jollof ones. <laughs> jollof rice <laughs> is not even authentic to us as a people. And then some people will be talking about your Jollof rice color is is pale. I mean, some is red. Hey, some gosh. is too red. You <laughs> know. So I, and for me, I, like I, I said, when when I was thinking about this episode, I was thinking, so where did Egusi come from? Is it Nigeria? I don't know. Because the Ghanaians have it as agushi. Yes. Right. Yes. Okra. Okra is all, all over. over the you world. know what I mean? So. The thing, even Banga is in Ghana. Jollof yes. is from Senegambia. All these things, where did we get it from? And then we're hanging on we're to it. We're hanging on to it. And somebody went somewhere, took a recipe. Or maybe it was here. I don't know. Don't crucify me. <laughs> I'm just asking, where did we get these recipes from? Did we create it here? And if we some, did, some, 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 I some we created it here. Because, mm-hmm. you know, 
for some, you find out that the ingredients you won't find anywhere, anywhere else. else. So it's so that's scary. fair. But a lot of the things that we also make a lot of noise about, we didn't create. We've now adapted to what is our own reality. So, I mean, with the Senegambia jollof rice, or how do you say it? Chebujen. Chebujen. With that, you have carrots, you have cabbage, you have, like, you have very rich, it's very rich. You know, Nigerians will have moved. You know, we're laughing oh. one of these days, you know, I don't know why it's because of our population. You know, we're pretty effusive people, mm-hmm. passionate. And you know, the more noise you make, at some point, somebody will now start to believe that you <laughs> want it. Because it doesn't make sense to me. So I know that I was on a clubhouse room recently where... Um, I don't remember who it was, was talking about, you know, Jello Fries and I think it was Ozoz. Okay. Sh- talking about Jello Fries and, and the history of how we've started to cook it this way. Mm-hmm. And it made me think, I was like, okay. So the herbs that maybe the Indians brought in, yes. you know, the curry, mm-hmm. the dry thyme, mm-hmm. all those things, we started to add to our Jello. Oh, yes. Um, tomato puree, was it a function of... Um, not, find, not finding enough to, not uh, fresh fi- tomatoes. Not finding enough fresh tomatoes. The importation of tomato puree that now worked its way into our own way of cooking. And even if you, if sometimes you go to the east, sometimes they don't use tomato puree. No, to they, make use, fresh. they use crayfish. Aha, Craf- you, exactly. crayfish and tomato. Exactly. And fresh tomato. So, you know, that slapping. Very sl- sour. <laughs> like the one they say slaps you. <laughs> so, my thing is that with each location, jello fries even looks very different. But I yeah. mean, this episode is not about jello fries. I feel like we need to dedicate a completely different episode to jello <laughs> But it just makes me wonder why we hold on to things even when we change it. Well, you know, like I said, is this thing about ownership? Yeah, but you, you don't, know, we don't own needs. That's no, why no, no, the, the ones we own, the ones we own, Do we, we just, even own any. I don't know, but you know, <laughs> like we need to claim something. It's, you know, it's. I think it's human nature, you know, to have those we're territorial and it, it gets into food as well we have this we have that yeah is it or is it coming from you know uh great grandparents who had many children and therefore you boast you know <laughs> i have 40 children mm. you know there was something to own something mm. to claim so that kind of extended into food and what have you but i i see what you mean you know when i when i saw Bonaboy's video mm-hmm. and I saw the the girls dancing the Ekombi dancers. The dancers and I saw the moves you know I cringed for a moment <laughs> <laughs> I said this is not a combi they are yeah. dancing but it's coming the fusion let me put it that way is coming was that authentic ethic no was but it to nice the outsider to the is, outsider is an authentic African, African yeah. So um maybe it would we will finally someday embrace it in food. It looks like music, fashion is already fusing things. So, you know, hey, so, so food I, would come. <laughs> so I think that I would say authenticity is in the eye of the beholder. Would I be right to say that? The eye and the experience of the beholder. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think so. I, I think that we just we need to loosen the purse strings a little you know just you know 
accept that people, everybody is driven by their own personal experience in how they view something as authentic. Um, and I say this because I know that sometimes we frown or, or put our noses up at some people that are trying to do certain things based on their own experience. Yeah. Um, especially with food bloggers food, yes. and, and I, what I, I see. We, t- we take quite a lot of criticism. Yeah, a lot. And my thing is, just try to open your own mind a bit to say, maybe this is how this person learns. Mm-hmm. Maybe this is what is authentic to them. Mm-hmm. You can now share mm-hmm. what is authentic to you mm-hmm. and find a middle ground in yeah. that conversation. But I don't think that we should ever impose and say, this is how it is. No, because guess what? I'm sure your grandmother didn't think how you're doing it is is what's I mean, supposed y- to you be. You know, as you're talking, I'm remembering meat pie. Mm-hmm. We don't own. We meat don't pie. own any me, of our me, pastries. Me, me, meanwhile, meanwhile, you know, oh. the, we now have what we call Nigerian meat Nigerian pie. Meat Still pie. to own something, we now have Nigerian meat pie and Nigerian the sausage roll. Nigerian sausage roll. The dough is completely different. <laughs> you know, kneaded to death. Needed, you know, but. We have put the Nigerian. Nigerian. And then fried rice. Nigerian, Nigerian fried, fried rice. rice. Scotch egg. <laughs> There's so many things. And we uh, and that's that's my point. If you ask Nigerians what what are your snacks? They're going to name all these things where really we, we inherited it because of colonialism. Yes. Some people have made the effort, again, back to outlets of expression. Mm. Some people have made the effort to retain it as part of our culture. Yes. Where they've sold it in fast food places mm-hmm. so the access to it now starts to sit in people's heads as authentic mm-hmm. which means if we start to create and develop the outlets to push those things mm-hmm. we create mm-hmm. all of a sudden in the n- next few generations it will be authentic to Nigeria oh yeah right I so. guess so I guess so I guess so. I mean look it's like like yeah I mean we've, we've come to the conclusion that there's a reference point for authenticity either your experience or um, your region, wherever you are, that is authentic to you, but a lot, a lot more to do with your first experience. And then that forms your reference point. You know, does it make it globally authentic or nationally <laughs> authentic? Is a different. So the authenticity now looks like it resides with the individual. Right. Um, but I will still maintain that if I blindfold myself and you said you've cooked a goosey soup or I find that my tongue might should taste and feel afang and a goosey the way I want it to be felt, you know, not um, a goosey with coriander. <laughs> All right, all right. So, I mean, you guys will tell us who won this debate, you know. With let me let me let me round up as as um, Nigerians like to round up debates. Um with these few points of mine, <laughs> I hope I've been able to convince you and, and not, not confuse, confuse you. you that authenticity in food is subject to the person or is in the eye of the beholder. Or how are we going to this we're going to have a repeat of this episode. Oh my god. <laughs> 
<laughs> I, I would really like to hear what other people yes. think about this as well. So thank you guys for joining us today. Thank I think you. we had a great conversation. I had a great time. I, I think. I mean, I don't know who won this debate, but it continues. We it, continue the we'll, conversation. We'll continue the conversation. I would like to hear your thoughts as well. Yeah. So please leave a comment um, or just share this. Let's let's all start this conversation and and hear what you guys have to say about authenticity in food. Do you believe that there's any such thing? Do you think that we have just spent the last few minutes just deceiving ourselves? <laughs> I'm kidding. But um, we'd like to hear your thoughts. So please leave a comment. Follow us on Nigerian Food Culture and um, on AfroLems and 1Q Food Platter. Until next time, bye! bye. bye for now. <laughs> Thank, thank you, thank you for listening to the Nigerian Food Culture Podcast. 